0: Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, quarterback Donovan Smith is back, but no longer in red and black. Will familiarity be an advantage for either team when the Cougars come to town? We get into it next on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're
2: going to start this thing off right. Raiders!
0: Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network and thanks to those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for 20 bucks off your first online order. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to see you again and today we have got a quarterback conversation to have on two different fronts. We're going to talk, of course, about our guy, Baron Morton, being the guy once again, got a little dose of it last year just for a flash before he was in and out again. But here we are looking ahead to number two as we get ready for the Houston Cougars, who were led by a guy you looked to obviously last year in Donovan Smith, one of the Extra additional layers of interest this week, Chris, has to do obviously with the timing of your QB injury and shuffle and the guy that you're going to see on the other sideline that was a part of that shuffle a season ago. And by part of it, I mean a huge part of it. As he, of course, helped Texas Tech get some big wins early on in the year. And Joey McGuire spoke about just that man, Donovan Smith, returning to the LBK. Here's Joey Maguire.
2: It's going to be interesting because um, he's seen our defense, you know, and so he he definitely, you know, will study it all week and and see what TD is going to throw at him. Um, but it also gives us an advantage of uh, seeing his arm angle, seeing whenever he's um, you know, releases the ball. It um, also helps at different times. We've also seen whenever uh, he's going to pull the ball down. We've experienced his running. We haven't got to tackle him. You know, the quarterback will be live on – on uh, Saturday, so we'll finally get to tackle him because we didn't, I didn't let him hit him during uh, practice and everything, but um, those guys kind of know his running style. And uh, and so I think there's, it's going to be, that, that's going to be a, a very, uh, you know, cat and mouse part of the game of him understanding some of the stuff that we're doing, but also us understanding the, some of the stuff, you know, that he does just by his posture and some of the things he does with his arm angle.
0: Not a perfect quarterback, Chris. Had his own flaws, but I think if you're a Tech fan, you got to respect what Donovan Smith is as a quarterback, obviously what he did for you. And, man, it'll be really interesting to see somebody that not so long ago was in your building uh, now working for the other guys.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and uh, I, I think this is one of uh, – there There was a few situations where players left here and they go elsewhere and they're, they're disgruntled, they're frustrated. Specifically, some guys going to the University of Houston I think of Tejon Henry. I think of uh, Keyshawn Carter. Uh, I think of uh, I think Alex Hogan, who is still on the team. They, they were disgruntled and, for whatever reason, not playing enough. I don't, I don't like it here. Whatever. Donovan simply wanted a, I think he was way above board with it. Uh, I think that he kind of saw where, where he fit in the pecking order. And, you know, and, and I think he just wanted a, a chance to play. And I think uh Houston has given him that. And I think um uh, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of respect for, for Donovan, all, all that from his teammates and all that stuff. He did help you uh do some things last year, but you also he is um he is a guy that I think with as much as you try to put on the quarterback, um that you know, and that this is why I think at some point Barron ended up you know taking Donovan's job last year, you know, like kind of cuz they they kind of rolled with Donovan initially when Tyler went down <clears throat> and felt like his legs, which it did at times and you know, but Donovan, you know, what what Houston has done is they've kind of they, they've they made his reads very simple. Uh, I think he he still has I think he has 3 interceptions this year, but man, he's he throws a lot of screens. And he uses those legs. I mean, he's if, if it's third and short, if it's goal line, if it's just whatever short yardage scenario, or really just I think he's got something like somewhere between 14 to 18 carries on third down, does Donovan Smith. So this is still the same player that 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 was playing for you. And and I think you you know you'll have to change some signals, change some things on offense because he, he may be able to tell the, the Houston defense kind of what certain things means. So you're having to, I'm sure, go through a variety of, of things. And it, it's funny because, uh, you know, I, I think it's funny of the flip side about the quarterback deal, because this is an anomaly. This will never happen again. But you know, that quarterback room that, that Texas tech had last year, right? University of Houston is going to go against in three consecutive years, they're going to start, they're going to go against, each one of them in separate years, which is wild to me. <laughs> Tyler Shuck two years ago, Donovan Smith last year, and they'll get Baron Morton this year. Um, We hope know. if the rest of the week goes well, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'll be fine there. That I is crazy. But it, it is. It's just like uh, a bit of an anomaly there because uh, that's what Dana was talking about earlier in the week. He's like, yeah, Donovan was really good uh, last year because, you know, that was the, I think they converted like that fourth and 17, fourth and 20 to oh, Jerron yeah. Bradley and, you know, kind of pulled a rabbit out of their hat. And, you know, now the kid's playing for uh, for you, at least uh, one of them is in uh, Donovan Smith. So, uh, but we'll see. Clearly, a huge storyline as, as far as this one. And uh, I, you know, I think it'll be fascinating to see kind of how that, that cat and mouse game, to quote uh, Coach McGuire, how that goes. What do you think was the separation between Smith and Morton
0: early last year when they had to make the change and they decided to go with Smith
1: as quarterbacks? Well, I think I think part of it was, I think there's two things there. I think and I can be very specific here. I think one of the things is, um, you know, I, I don't know if, uh, if Donovan, like if, if his, he, he, he's the best runner of these three guys, right, of, of last year. We're talking back to last yeah. year. Big, biggest maybe, um, I don't know if he weighs as much as Shuck did, but he was clearly uh, an athlete. That was his his asset. And, and I think, though, that sitting back and processing and, like, everything like that, sometimes it was – and he's a younger quarterback, but sometimes it was moving a bit fast, and that's where you, know, you make a mistake or, yeah. you know, you, you just go to your default and you tuck it and run. But if you remember back to – I think it was the NC State game, Casey, and whenever – you, um whenever, It was fairly late in that game. One, he had a bad pick six in that game, but that's yeah. not what caused this. But there was a, a scramble or a run fairly late in that game. I, it was second half. I don't know if it was at the end. It wasn't because Baron would come in, and, and I think this was why. And he kind of got tackled and kind of bent up underneath him. A little bit. He was just kind of like on his knees, and then kind of got pushed back. And, and And he didn't. He wasn't like severely injured, but he was dinged up. And I think from then on, it, he it just wasn't quite the same. And that's why they put Baron in there to finish that game up. Because a lot of people are like, "Okay, what's going on here?" And I think you were just trying to protect him. Um, I know. Even uh, I will tell you this. I know even Donovan's dad was like, "Why are you taking my kid out of the game?" And I think that the staff was trying to. Because, I mean, I'm right there. He just got he got pinned back like an accordion. And, and I, I love Coach Smith. And I think he's with the Raven. He was with the Giants last year. I think he's with the Ravens now, maybe? Uh, coaching running backs for the Ravens, if, if memory serves. I'm not positive, but I think that's right. But, and, 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 and from then on, it was just kind of like, okay, well, he's not – he's a bit dinged up. And I think he – you know, again, when you're a running quarterback, that's just part of the deal. You're going to get – you're going to deal with some, you know – soreness and you're going to get hit and and there's a lot of uh quote-unquote torso to hit with donovan smith because he's what six foot five
2: yeah. so i
1: think i think and he just kind of got banged up and i think they just felt like at the time baron would give them the best chance but then obviously baron at, at you know he would go into the oklahoma state game and you know that that was good for about a half until he got dinged up and so then you're just spinning the wheel like okay which dinged up quarterback do we want to play now
0: and our will is still spinning here in the LBK. And next we are pointing at the aforementioned Baron Morton, certainly his time. There's no question about that, Chris, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know that coming out of fall camp, you know, any questions about uh, what was the separation between Shuck and Morton at that time, a lot of that tended to devolve into Morton, giving the football up uh, in spring and fall camp, maybe having some issues with turnovers. That's just one of the things. And of course, uh, I'm not inside the fence seeing it all day, every day. But one of the things that was pretty consistently mentioned, um, how do you how do you positively set him up for success with that in mind, at the same time not letting it overwhelm what you're doing as an offensive coordinator? And, Chris, if you put yourself in Houston Cougars' shoes, Cougars' shoes, shoes, yeah. Um, what do you think the <laughs> scouting report reads right now on Baron Morton? What are you looking at if you're the opponent – um as a quarterback when you see him first today's episode brought to you by DoorDash and if you need groceries this week but you got no time for the store try grocery delivery from DoorDash and you're going to get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door you've already trusted DoorDash to bring your restaurant favorites to your door and now you can get grocery delivery that actually Well, Delivers, with thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you're going to get exactly what you ordered, or they're going to make it right. So you can sit back and enjoy quality groceries like you picked them yourself. So right now, get 50% off your first DoorDash order, up to a $20 value when you use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time offer terms apply. That's 50% off Up to 20 bucks and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. So try DoorDash today and get what you want at your door right when you need it and get 50% off your first order up to 20 bucks with our code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. What do you think the (laughs) scouting report reads right now on Baron Morton? What are you looking at if you're the opponent um, as a quarterback when you see him?
1: Well, you know, and it's a small body of work, and this isn't fair, yes. but this is all we have to go off of. But you know, Baron is just completing forty-two percent of his passes this season. You know, in, 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 in the in the limited action, uh, I think. And um, I swear I saw that number correctly, and I'm like, is that is that right? You know, but that you know, when you <laughs> kind of you know, like with, the two for eighteen, we got I a mean, few it, things. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at his his stat line from Saturday, I mean, it it, it makes sense. And then yeah. I think you combine that with uh, his second half work versus Tarleton. But again, it's it, tough conditions on Saturday, and and again, I, I I can't remember specifically how many of the drops were were when Shuck was in the game versus when Barron was in the game. But the receivers have just simply got to be better. You know, Mike used to bring out the you know those games where you'd have the drops, um, the tennis ball machine uh, would appear, and that that would be the, the line of questioning that week, and he'd make those guys sit out there and. You know, catch tennis balls from that thing just firing at them. Um, and like they'd have to catch a 100 or 200 or whatever, uh, back in the mid 2000s, you know, and, and 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 they would always, I would always talk to Sonny Dykes about this back in the day. And I guess Dana too, because they were, they were both here that those drops are contagious. Either way, it needs to get, uh, it's like missed free throws in basketball. It's like you see a teammate do it and all of a sudden it's like none of them are going in. But you know, I think the drops sometimes and football can be contagious, but that's got to get cleaned up to help your quarterbacks out. Obviously now that would be Baron Morton. Uh, but if I'm Houston, I, I, I probably try to mix it up quite a bit. Honestly, if I'm Doug Boke, the the DC, you know, they gave up 32 points a game last year. Um, and it's funny because you, you look at, I was talking about, uh, you know, you, you have to remember Baron is fairly inexperienced here. He hasn't yeah. played. People, I think he's a, he's a redshirt sophomore. So, I think you have to remember that when we start talking about him and what he can be or what he's done to this point. He's a young, fairly inexperienced quarterback. Yeah, he's got some experience. And you look at Donovan Smith, I, I looked this up to make sure uh, yesterday, he's six and seven as a starter. Mm. You know, so I mean that that's the reality of 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 it. And I think uh, you know, Barron would be as a starter, technically. You lose the Oklahoma State game, you lose the Baylor game, and you you won the West Virginia game. So you would be one and two as the starter. And now we'll start adding to that total uh, going forward with this week because he played at other times but not as the starting QB. Um, And neither of the past two games that Barron has played in would be considered him being the starter since uh, he came in in relief. But um, I'd mix it up. And I'd try to see – it, it's the cat and mouse thing. And I try to see, cause I think that Houston's well aware of what Taj Brooks can do, but at times I may dare him to run it and see if he'll kind of get into that because it's well-documented. And we talked about it yesterday. Yep. Barron's going to look to check to pass more often than not. That's just who he is. And so let's, let's test it. Let's, let's drop some folks back here and see if, if he'll check to run and like, you know, be willing to hand it off repeatedly, uh, and things like that and then i hear kenny perry talking about we want to get cameron valdez we're purposely going to get him in the game he's ready to go and so you you now have multiple running backs that you're trying to get uh get engaged with and so i don't know that that part will be fairly interesting Uh, i wouldn't run baron too much though i I would tell you that unless it's a a scramble when he gets flushed from the pocket but this is where he got hurt to begin with yeah he
0: he needs bubble wrap i think around him right now um I may even surround him with like five 300-pound guys right in front of him, just see if, <laughs> if they can provide any protection. But you're right, man. He's got like three games to his credit as far as real fire, real competition, and and being a starter there in that middle portion of the year with Oklahoma State, West Virginia, and Baylor. It's a very, very small sample size. Um, speaking of the offensive line and those five guys in front of him, I, I was wondering if what we saw – I don't want to you know extrapolate too much from what we saw last week with the way Morton was used whenever he came into the game uh in morgantown but it seemed like they were they were sort of moving the pocket around or rolling him out i don't don't know if that was all by design or if that's just some morton time in action (laughs) but was some of that in your mind what we'll continue to see and am i wild to think it has anything to do with the offensive line or is am i just connecting dots that aren't really there to be connected
1: well, I, I think uh, I think part of the way West Virginia runs their scheme is that I think you have an, a bit of an advantage when you when you kind of move one one side or the other. They're not, um, gotcha. you know, I think the way that they had shown that they attack, but I will also tell you that Baron, in general, I'm going to draw this comparison, and some people ha- have already kind of seen this, and some people I think have an I- issue with some of the the similarities. Um, and wish he wouldn't do it. but th- there's there's some Mahomes in what Barron does. And what I mean by that is he he's he's got baseball in his background like Pat does, but he he's gonna the the arm angles. And I think that, you know, Zach Kitley, and I think Joey McGuire have even said this before, you know, everybody tries to be like Pat. There's only one dude that can do it. And so we wish he wouldn't necessarily do it as much because you see him drop it and all that. And I think you want him to be a little bit more. But it's also kind of you, – you don't want to put the shackles on the guy either and be like, okay, I, I, you know, because th- at some level this is just who he is. But I think that also, like Pat, I will say that this is a, this is something that I think you're, you're more than okay with. He's typically been pretty good on the move, okay, being very accurate. And I think that's what Pat was elite at and still is. Being on the move and throwing the ball extremely accurate. A lot of guys need a clean pocket. You drop back, boom, 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 and then you plant and go. Pat was always he could be on the move, moving right or left. I mean, we've seen all the underhand stuff. Yeah. He'll throw it left-handed, no look. I mean, whatever you Louisiana Tech against his body, sixty
0: yeah. yards down the field. I'll never. I mean, forget
1: it, it. <laughs> it's just like you know, it's like he's got something special going on with yeah. that you know that release point. Rowan Gardner. But but Baron is is, there's some some of that in him, and I think that that's partly why you'll see him kind of get the pocket moved intentionally with a play call, or he'll just kind of get on the run a little bit because I think that's a bit of an advantage for him. I will say this too: it didn't always work Saturday. He wasn't as accurate as we had seen. He underthrew some guys. He. You know, he bounced it in there a couple of times. Is that wet ball? Is that conditions? Is that because I think he was dealing with a shoulder issue? Could be all true. I'm just giving you some context of, of answering your question if I, you know, yeah. just trying to give you the full picture. Yeah. And here's
0: another part of that full picture. Houston Cougars have picked off a pass in every game so far this year. So, beyond the look. The top
1: out. ten in the country in takeaways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turnover
0: margin is pretty nice. Uh, had three in the first game, but one since in each subsequent week. So we'd love to bring that streak to an end uh, and love it and give them a goose egg in that column.
1: I'd like to see the Malik Dunlap uh, thing keep going, though. Okay, Chris, let's wrap it up with something,
0: man. I know we're looking forward to the football portion of this experience so far this year has been frustrating, but sort of a uh, football-adjacent experience is coming our way Saturday as we're set to honor – uh, two fan favorites, and and Mike Leach and Cliff Kingsbury, and I was kind of um, curious about. I don't know how many details you know this far out, but those in attendance, I, there was some thought maybe. I guess once upon a time Kingsbury could be in attendance. I guess not, but a Leach contingency. What do we have in store as Kingsbury and Mike Leach are inducted into the Texas Tech Hall of Fame? First, today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. And in this day and age, everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones when hit with the unexpected. And that's why Jace Medical is offering The Jace Case. The Jace Case includes five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind. So you're not just hoping for access to medication during an emergency. With Jace Medical and The Jace Case, what you need is already in hand, and they make it simple, handling everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery, along with ongoing consultation and care. And with shortages, pandemics, reliance on China, and general supply chain issues, you need to be prepared now more than ever. So to do just that, head to jasonmedical.com, where the process is simple. Just fill out a form, and bam, prescription, life-saving medications are headed to your door. And right now, save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using our code locked on at checkout. Again, that's jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E-Medical.com. And the code is locked on for an added $20 off at checkout check out and don't be caught unprepared with the jace case from jace medical what do we have in store as kingsbury and mike leach are inducted into the texas tech hall of fame um
1: as it stands right now cliff will be here for friday night the ceremony he won't be there for the the game presentation on saturday because he's obviously on that usc staff uh you know coaching against the aforementioned uh Colorado Buffaloes uh, and so who knows what smack talking that uh <laughs> Cliff and the Cliff and the Trojans and Lincoln and Dave Emmerich and all those guys that Dennis Simmons and all those folks that that were yeah. here for many many years uh that are on that USC staff um so but yeah Cliff is uh, as I understand it and, and some of this could be slightly tweaked or changed but as I as I understand it the plan was uh, 24 hours ago was that Cliff would uh Cliff would be in here Friday fairly early, and then I think he would leave that night shortly after the uh, the ceremony because I think that USC Colorado game is fairly early Saturday uh, there in Boulder. And oh so yeah, he, it's a
0: big noon. It's like ten what ten local time or nine. Okay, Gulf, okay, uh, yeah. There
1: you go. There you the go. Gulf. So, but he but he would be here for the and and, and I I know. I hate that. uh, We'll get to Mike in a second. But I really hate that Cliff uh, won't be here uh, for the game part because I think uh, I think he would really appreciate how many people appreciate him, if that makes sense. And he always was classy. Um, I know that it didn't go his way as a coach. I think it started off well and it just kind of it faded a bit. But what the guy did as a player and what he, what he was trying to do as a coach and all that, I, I just think he gave a lot to the school. He always was above board. And, you know, I think uh, he, he's he's such a known commodity to offensive football and the NFL now and college and all those things. So, anyway, it uh, I, I wish he could be here to yeah. – and, and speaking of wishing that uh, he could be here, I wish Mike could, could – because there was a time, Casey, when <clears> – <throat> I, and I think maybe we, we even said this. Um, I, I didn't know if this day would ever come. You know, I didn't know if ever Texas Tech and Mike Leach could get together. And, and obviously, Mike is not a part of this uh, because he, he, you know, his passing. But uh, his family, uh, his wife Sharon and his kids, will be here Friday night, and they'll also be at the game on Saturday. And I think I'm looking forward to that as much as anything on Saturday just because again, I, I you know I just did never think that you could get back on the same page. And I this is a bit awkward because Mike is is no longer with us, but I really appreciate Texas Tech and I really appreciate Sharon and, and the family for willing to 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 kind of come together a little bit here and honor his legacy because the guy that's on the <clears throat> opposing sideline that day, Dana Holgerson I mean, Sonny Dykes. We're talking about Cliff Kingsbury. We're talking about all these people. Michael was largely responsible for so much of this, and one of the best eras in this in this program or school's history, as far as athletics goes. And I don't want to overstate it. They didn't win any championships or anything like that, but it, it created an identity. It made you relevant. Um, and I, it was I'm fun. Just, yeah, it was fun, and I'm, I'm glad to see it because again, I can't emphasize enough. There was just I, I'm. It's somewhat surreal that it, it'll happen because I just thought that maybe you would never get in that place. I even heard uh Dana talking about it um yeah. in, in his weekly stuff, and I I appreciated it because he was as big a part of that era as anybody, and I really appreciated what he had to to say about it because I think uh he, he knows what it what it would have meant. Uh and I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah, I think it'll be a great response for his family looking forward. Uh, to that and and sad that Coach Leach couldn't be there. Um, But I'm glad that Texas Tech uh, wasted very little time in in trying to do something to uh, acknowledge the guy or or honor the guy. And unfortunate, the uh, ending on both fronts uh, for him personally and for us back in the day from a football context. Uh, But it was a lot of fun, and and we won't forget that. And there was never anything that changed between uh, Mike Leach and and Texas Tech fans or, or Texas Tech players. Uh we are not regents, we are not chancellors, we are not dads, we don't work for ESPN. Uh fans, I, I think as far as the way they viewed Mike Leach, that that never really changed. So
1: and he, you, uh, he acknowledged that many times, by the way. He, he did interviews. He did. And I, I can't help but remember um <clears throat> I uh whenever whenever it was going down and uh you know, I uh, I don't want to take up too much time. Or I'll just tell you a funny story, and it's about Dana Hogerson. I think people will appreciate it, and you're you're gonna you're gonna think it's funny, Cowan. Um, it's all going down, you know. And, and Mike is suspended, and then I don't know if he had ultimately been fired yet. But I was abruptly left for San Antonio to go to their bowl game earlier than I had planned because it's like I got home one day, and it's like you get this email. It's like Mike Leach suspended indefinitely, and you're like, oh no. And I had just coat me and Robert Giovannetti had actually taped one of his coaches shows for the bowl game and we'd done it early and he had kind of I think had just come from meetings about Adam James and all these things and he didn't really get into those details but we knew something was weird but I didn't in my wildest dreams didn't think this was going on. Anyways, Mike's suspended he ultimately gets fired. I get to San Antonio and I'm at a restaurant, and I was with Aaron Dickens, who I did a show with for for many, many years, and Dana Holgerson calls me, and Dana had already left, and I think he was either the OC at Houston, the head coach, I'm trying to remember specifically where he left to go when he left Tech, he calls me, and he says, what are they going to do, and I said, man... I, I, there, there's a lot of, you know, Tommy Tuberville talk. I don't know if I buy that and I can't remember the other names we had talked about. And he said, quote, if they hire Tuberville, he'll wreck that entire program. He'll wreck everything that we've built. And, uh, and I thought I was, and I'm just listening to him talk. And I remember somebody gave me Tuberville's number the next morning and we ended up talking and he was on a set on ESPN and he was like, "Man, sure, I'm interested in that job." And anyway, and I, I'll never forget those those dots. And and there's people now. Tuberville's was here and gone now as a senator, a congressman, whatever. And Dana's uh, still been coaching ball, but I'll I'll never forget that he will wreck everything that we have uh, that we that we built. And I, you know, it, it's still uh, I can hear that conversation. But I I, lo- I know a lot of people don't, and they have different opinions about it. But I've always loved Dana, man, because. Uh, <laughs> He he takes things very seriously, and uh, he was he he can he can be hard nosed at times, but he's just like Mike, man, you know. Um, and like when you listen to him in a press conference, he's clearing his throat and everything. I mean, it's like they're, they're like the same dude. Yeah. Um, so um, <laughs> anyway, it it cracks me up, but yeah, he he was kind of right, I guess, at a certain level. He he was
0: right in one way, uh, wrong in another. I, I don't know. Maybe he just didn't know that we would give others also cracks at destroying <laughs> what was built. There was a few yes. other guys in line after Tommy. Yes. Toribu, but that was the beginning. Okay. Yes. Terrific trip down memory lane, man. I'm looking forward uh, to that going down Saturday night. Should be a great uh, ceremony Friday as well for those who are able to be in attendance. Chris, appreciate the insight and perspectives. As always, we're back to do it again tomorrow for a little Friday throwdown as we get ready for Red Raiders and Cougars. We'll see you then. Bang, bang. Guns up, everybody. Uh, keep hope alive. Have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And subscribe on YouTube, anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode. For Chris, I'm Casey, and we'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.